Shalom, everyone. It's time for Ancient Jewish Wisdom for a Modern World that will change your thinking and change your life. Welcome to the Dust of the Rabbi podcast with Rabbi Brian Baruch Belechi. Shalom, everyone. This is Rabbi Brian, and we're having another episode of the Dust of the Rabbi podcast with my dear friend, and pastor and colleague, mm-hmm. Pastor Obed Martinez. Come on, yeah, the come bishop on. Yeah, is in the house. I'm excited, man. We're ready to hit this thing. Come on. It's yep. amazing that each time we do this, there's another layer yeah. of lack of knowledge or what I call ignorance taken yeah. off of our listeners and knowledge is being imparted into them so that it's not just knowledge, yeah. but it translates to wisdom. Absolutely. And we always talk about this. Instead of living our life in hindsight, mm. we need insight and foresight. And foresight, yes, sir. Because if you think about the word sight, it means vision. Mm. And you're a visionary leader. Yeah. Talk to us about what does it mean for you to be a visionary leader? Because you know you're constantly speaking into the lives of pastors and business leaders and business owners. And one thing that's consistent about you, mm. your gifts are like vision casting, mm-hmm. vision casting, mm-hmm. and then a third degree of vision casting. Mm-hmm. And it's like anytime we forget the vision, you always cast it right back. Yeah. You don't listen to problems, Mm-mm. you listen to solutions. Yeah. So what does it mean in today's world to be a visionary leader? Yeah, you know, I think that, you know, one of the things that really has helped me is trying to understand tomorrow while you're living in today, Beautiful. right? And I think that um, when you actually put on the mind of Christ, you know, it's yes. something that I ta- I I started very early on when I got saved. It was one of the first scriptures I read. And yeah. I remember like, what do you mean put on the mind of Christ, right? right? And so as I began to dive deeper into that, it just began to realize that, you know, when I put on the mind of Christ, he has the ability because he sits outside of time to see my tomorrow. He even says, don't even worry about tomorrow because it's in my hand. Yeah. So I've always just been that person that can look ahead and work my way back to what's now. Yes. And then what is the steps to fulfill the margin in between? Right. Right. And, 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 you know, we know Isaiah 46, 10, God always declares everything from the end to the beginning. And yeah. so I think what's important is that what really enables someone to be a visionary leader is start from a different place. Yeah. Start at your end, work your way back. Yeah. Instead of starting where you are and try to get where you're trying to be. Right. And I think one of the things that I love about prophecy, because we're talking about prophecy yeah. being fulfilled is prophecy comes from a seer. Yeah. A seer is a visionary. Yeah. And I think we've regulated it to only the church world. Yeah. And it's time for this ancient wisdom to get to the masses in the whole world. Yeah. Because yeah. it was supposed to start in Jerusalem. Yeah. Judea. Samaria. Samaria. Yeah. And then to the uttermost parts of the earth. Yeah. And I think we've stopped and stayed within the four walls of our buildings. Yeah. Instead of getting it out. I think that's what the pandemic did to me. It gave me a vision that churches that had a Core structure, mm-hmm. they lasted. They lasted. And those that had a form of godliness, but actually denied the real power of God for real change, yes. they crumbled. Adaptability. They couldn't adapt. Yeah. They couldn't change. 100%. And that was the pivot we talked about yeah. in the first three yeah. episodes that we started doing together. And now we're on this next episode of Prophecy Fulfilled, which would be like our second episode for this. And I really believe that prophecy is supposed to help us see things that normally in the natural we would 100%. never see. You know, remember the prophets were saying, oh, yeah. oh man, it's going to be a great year. It's gonna... oh, yeah. And then the pandemic happened. Oh, yeah. It's like the virus took everybody, oh, yeah. you know, uh, it, it, we weren't expecting it. Yeah. 
Well, you but said we it. held on. To yeah, and you said it. it's the ability of being a seer, yes. right? And seeing beyond the norm. But what a seer is, I always say a seer is a searcher. Yeah. They're always searching. searching. They're like, Good. where am I going? Okay, mm -hmm. where is this going? How is it going? You're asking questions yeah. nobody's asking yeah. because everyone is still in today. Yeah. Most people are still in their yesterday. Yeah, still stuck. Right? <laughs> so, so you have very few people that are searching. You have very few people that are seeking. Yes. And, and all of those words have everything to do with your tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. What's in front of you. Yeah. Not what's behind you. Right. What's in front of you. Right, right. I want to read this verse in Deuteronomy 29. Mm. I thought it was really applicable for what we're talking about prophecy being yeah. fulfilled. Verse 29 of chapter 29 of Deuteronomy, it says the secret things. One version says the hidden things. Mm -hmm. They belong to the Lord, our God. But those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever that we may do all the words of this law or this Torah, mm. this instruction. So mm. I'm thinking to myself, these secret things that the Bible talks about, mm -hmm. they're revealed through prophecy mm -hmm. or prophetic voice. Mm -hmm. And we're in a prophetic time. Whether yeah. we realize it or not, 100%. these are prophetic days we're living. Yes. I know we talked about that Thief in the Night oh, movie yeah. we used to see when we oh, were kids. Yeah. But it's not the same as what we're experiencing now because no. the stuff that we only kind of dreamed about and the movie tried to paint the picture yeah. of, we're seeing it play out a little differently than the movie. Yes. But it's happening. It's happening. And, and it, the prophets reveal what was going to happen before it happened. Mm -hmm. And this is what Scripture says in the New Testament, that if they even understood what they were prophesying, mm. see, they would have known the details. Many of them saw things in a vision mm. or in a dream. Mm. But now we're living reality. Yes, we're watching. We're watching it unfold. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like unveiling and revealing this ancient scroll that's been sealed. You know, mm -hmm. the book of Revelation talks about the seven seals. Mm -hmm. It's like we have this document that we've been given. But until we have the secrets revealed to us mm. through the Spirit of God, it's going to be a sealed book. Yeah, yeah. And that's the way the Bible is for most yeah, people. Yeah, 100%. And... It's also something that was purposeful for you to dig beyond mm. what you see. Yes. And I feel like, I feel like sometimes the things we go through are not really about the things we go through. Yeah. They're really about, hey, take a moment, stop, dig deep. Mm -hmm. Because it's not that God is allowing this to happen. It's, I want to change you. Yeah. Like there are some things I want to do in you. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was having this conversation with a friend of mine a couple of days ago. So he was talking about business and he was just talking about where they're at. And he goes, you know, Dobet, he says, if we would have never had this client that we thought would come on now, that actually came on later, if we would have had them come on now, there were some things that we weren't prepared for. That they didn't see. They didn't see. Yeah. He goes, but yet as time went on and we had to look inwardly, yeah. like what are we going to do with this? When they give us all of this, how are we going to be positioned? And he goes, we actually positioned ourselves and the timing was actually perfect. Wow. And it goes back to saying, you don't go through things to go through things. You're going through things because there's deeper things yeah. that God's wanting to align and position mm -hmm. so that your preparation meets your opportunity. Right, right, right. That's truly what it is. Yeah, and I think even the things that need to be uprooted. Yes. When we did the becoming a disciple as a part of our journey, 
we kind of put that before becoming free, which yeah. is one of the focuses we had prior of let's get people through a mm -hmm. curriculum called Freedom. Yep. And then we rewrote it to match our yep. culture of destiny. And we did becoming free after becoming a disciple. Because you think about Judas, he travels with Jesus for three and a half years. Mm. The rest of the disciples didn't see it. Mm. They didn't see that he was going to betray the yeah. Messiah. Yeah. But Jesus knew it and prophetically said, the one who dips with me. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Can you yeah. imagine everyone yeah. was like, you know, is it I, Lord? Is it yeah, me? Is it yeah, me? Yeah, yeah, And yet in every small group, every life group, there's always a Judas. Yeah, always. There's always a person that feels left out, abandoned, rejected. They come with rejection issues. They do. And we've found out if you make a person disciplined in spiritual disciplines and get them discipled, becoming a follower of Jesus, becoming a learner of scripture, mm -hmm. becoming a giver of their time, talent, mm -hmm. treasure, becoming a lover of God and his people, a worshiper, intercessor, come on, a overcomer, a fruit mm -hmm. bearer, all these things start fulfilling what God intended for their life. Mm -hmm. Then what happens is the natural roots mm -hmm. of bitterness mm -hmm. and wrath and anger and the roots of things that we want to prune out or yeah. remove, yeah. they naturally will come to the surface. Yeah. When you start getting the word in, yeah. the junk comes out. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think even going back to that verse you read in Deuteronomy 29, 29, it's why is it a mystery? Yeah. Mysteries are meant to be searched for. They, it goes back to but the search. But mysteries are also meant for a journey. Yes. And it's yes. not just something that happens quickly and yes. overnight prophecy is an unfolded journey yes incrementally incrementally right and you have to sit there and continue on the journey or you just might miss right what was intended for you to even begin it yeah yeah this is why i think i probably deal with setbacks probably a little different than other people yeah and i think just because a setback is a setup Mm -hmm. I heard one guy say, all rejection is, is redirection. Wow. Right. So it's like, it's how you deal with it. And it's like, okay, no, no, no. This setback has nothing to do with the promise. That's fixed. That's covenant. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm. So if it has nothing to do with the ending mm -hmm. foresight, yeah. God, give me some insight. insight, right? God, what are some things I need to change? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so so that I am a perfect fit for what you have prepared for me. Yeah. And I think that's what gets people frustrated, Brian. I think that's what happens when people sit there and they give up. And, you know, as a pastor, as a rabbi, you're like, man, don't you see don't it? See. Don't yeah, you that's... see it? Don't you see it? And really what sermons are is the ability to show someone what they can't see right now. Yeah. So good. And what they walk out with is not just a word. Right but they walk out with clarity. Clarity, that's and good. And direction. That's so good. That's what the church needs right now. That's right. what the world needs is clear direction. And so I've been saying, we have to give people direction. Yes, yes, But yes, you yes. can only give direction <laughs> if you know where you're going. Right, right, right. right and right. I think that that's what's so beautiful about that verse, and that is that don't get hung up on a mystery. Right. Let it challenge you to go on a yeah, search. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably why I'm doing what I'm doing right now. Because right. Because I... I fell in love with the hunt. Yes. I call it a Hebrew hunt. There because you go. I started with the Old Testament. It's mostly written in Hebrew. Then there's a little Aramaic towards yep. the end of the minor prophets. And then you get a New Testament. It's mostly all Greek, except yep. there's still a hangover of the Aramaic in there. Yes. A lot of the words that Jesus even said, like calling God his father, mm -hmm. Abba, mm -hmm. that's an Aramaic form of Hebrew, mm -hmm. um, like in the name Abraham or mm -hmm. Abram. 
we have that root father, and it, you see the consistency of consistency God. Consistency of God. God is consistent. And He's the same. He hasn't changed. That's what baffles me, man, about the Bible. What's, and I think what it does for me, from a ministry perspective, to a father, to a husband, to an entrepreneur, what it does for me is goes, I'm inconsistent. Yes. And if I'm to be a model of who he is, yes. then truly... The answer to the accessibility of covenant, which is obedience, is also consistency. Yes. The root of obedience Come on. is consistency. Yes, yes. God's not changing for you. No. You can't tell him, God, well, if you do this for me, which is out of context. Yes, it's right. like someone walked up to me many years ago and said, man, Pastor Obed, you know, I just, I need a financial breakthrough. And I said, and I don't know why. I said, do you tithe? And they're like, well, no. And I go, well, then I then That was you know, a root problem. <laughs> yeah. I go, well, brother, it, you know, part of what you're going through is self-inflicted. Yeah. Right? And it's not about the tithe. It's about consistency. Yeah, your heart a, being. If you plant, yeah. you'll have a harvest. But if you stop planting, you stop having a harvest. Okay. I just heard this from the Holy Spirit, that if you think about it, if we become inconsistent, say, for instance, in tithing, yeah. and we want God to still bless us, then what we want God to do is we want him to become inconsistent exactly. to his word, and he can't be inconsistent. Well, let's take it beyond tithing. Let's talk about forgiveness. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, God, no, you you understand what they did to me? Yeah, yeah, God yeah. says, I do. Yeah. But I also understand what you did to me. Yes. Okay. So, but God, I don't need to let go. You're asking God to be inconsistent. Yes, and he can't be inconsistent. And he can't be. Mm -mm. And so this we is wouldn't what, be God. <laughs> this is what fascinates me about the Bible because it draws you back to this consistent God yeah. that works miracles in inconsistent times. Right, right. And yet in the inconsistency of times, you are trying to find what's constant. Yeah, yeah. I'll never forget a friend of mine was going through a difficult time at his job. And he told me, he said, Obed, the only consistency I have right now is my wife. Wow. I can't trust my executives. I can't trust my staff. And I thought, man, isn't it amazing that during inconsistency times, what are you looking for? Looking for something consistent. Man, this, yeah. this right here, this is consistent. Yeah. It's like every time I preach or teach or do a, you know some kind of class or do a lecture, one thing I'm always looking for and searching for is what does my wife think? Yeah, because she's the most consistent voice other than the Holy Spirit in other than life. God's voice in my life. Even beyond, you know, what do my children think? Well, yeah, yeah my dad's cool because our our kids don't get yeah, what we do. No, they, don't they don't get what we do at all. No, at all. We're dad Later to them. On they will. They will. But our wives are. You know, our spouses, they understand the pressure, all of it. Because before I write a book or before I write curriculum, yeah. she saw the pain and the struggle I had just getting the first thought out of my brain yeah. onto paper or I'm bouncing ideas off to her. And, yeah. and I feel like this conversation is lost in the Christian world, yeah. but it is actually the core of the Jewish world that Jesus grew up in yeah. and even presently today where we don't even have to agree. No. We just need to be able to talk the word and start realigning our thoughts to the word yeah. because once you start saying something that God never said, right. then you get checked on it. Like yeah. Your friend will tell you, yeah. no, that's not correct. That's not no, correct. that's not what God said. Let's no. go back to what God 100%. said. 100%. And I feel like when it comes to the fall, 
that we talked about in our last episode with Eden, the Edenic covenant. Mm -hmm. I feel like one of the things I got out of it was God set this perfect paradise environment mm -hmm. and we know what messed it up. It was the sin. Yeah. But the sin was really an act of disobedience. Yeah, 100%. And anytime prophecy speaks to us, I love this about God and speaking to Israel. The good and the bad and the ugly are all mentioned. Yeah. He'll tell you, I'm going to prosper you. He says, I'm going to love you. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to multiply you. Yeah. Then he can turn around and say, but you're going to be a disobedient stiff neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And guess what? There's people that talk about anti-Semitism today, and they almost want to put it on. I heard someone say that Jesus was anti-Semitic. I'm like, right. how could Jesus be anti-Semitic? Right. He's a Jew yeah. coming to save his own people. He's right. willing to give up his whole life for his right. people, right? And the rest of the world. And, and what they were saying was, well, look at the negative things he said about the Jewish leadership at the time of the nation of Israel. I said, wait a minute, was it any different from Isaiah yeah. or, or Jeremiah yeah. or Daniel or any of the prophets that were trying to realign Israel? Yeah. It's not negative yeah. when it's trying to help you and correct yeah. you. Because if we're out of alignment, we all know what happens to our bodies when we're out of alignment. Yeah. We suffer unnecessarily. Yeah. We're in pain. We're in struggle. When you just get in alignment, you're like, man, I feel like I can walk again. Yeah. I feel taller. I feel yeah. like I can Beautiful. lift my head up. And I think today we have to try to fix what went wrong in the garden. It's the same problem mm -hmm. of what's wrong today. Yeah. We're out of alignment. We're out of alignment. And, and prophecy cannot be fulfilled and God's blessing cannot be upon us as a nation, as a church, mm -hmm. as a congregation, as a family, as a business. If we're expecting God to be inconsistent, inconsistent. from his word. Well, if you're out of alignment, you'll miss your assignment. Oh, that's a good one. I, yeah. I got to tweet that one. Yeah. <laughs> I think Bottom it's important line. for us as we close out this episode, to really think about where did we go off? Because yeah. what people don't know about repentance is yeah. they think repentance is just saying, I'm sorry, I did this yeah. wrong. No, no, that's not the key. No. Because it's not just changing your mindset. It's changing your direction. That's exactly the And truth. that's what we lack. We lack direction. Yeah. The direction is I was going the wrong way. Mm -hmm. And I do a 180 because the actual Hebrew word for repentance, teshuva, we say teshuva. Teshuva means to return back to God. Come on. How are you going to return when you're facing the wrong way? That's exactly. And it's like the whole world is turning the wrong way, listening to the wrong voice. Mm. And, th and that's why we're focused on the wrong problems. Mm. We should be looking for the solution, mm. the answer. That's the secret mm. to the end of our suffering, mm. the end of our frustration, the end of all the political unrest in the world. Mm -hmm. The solution's in the word of God. I love it. And so I think in our next episodes, maybe we'll go a little deeper into yeah. this concept of how did we get from Eden to needing Jesus? Yeah. You know, how did we get from one covenant to, how did Adam come into that role? After he's kicked out of the garden, he's got to kind of get the whole human race back into covenant, mm -hmm. but yet he doesn't really know how. Generations mm -hmm. go by, Noah happens, then God brings Abraham, then God brings Moses, and then he brings King David for the nation of Israel. There's all these things that most people don't even read. Come on. I'd love to just encourage people to get Let's back into it. their word. Come on. We've enjoyed this episode today. I hope you've enjoyed it. And again, continue to listen or to watch either on YouTube or listen to all the different platforms you Subscribe. love. To to. Subscribe. Yes. Come on. Some are going to be able to rate or review the podcast. Some are going to be able to subscribe, like, comment, save it, share it. Yes, it. Because the only way we get this message out there yeah. is we use the vehicles God has given us. Platforms, so man. if you've enjoyed this podcast, share it with a friend. Can't wait to see you next time. We love you. Lehitrot. See you next time. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, follow us for more episodes as you rate and review the podcast. Thank you for listening to the Dust of the Rabbi podcast with Rabbi Brian Baruch Belechi. Shalom. Lehitrot. See you next time.